This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Thank you, choir. God bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's read before we take our seat from Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Acts 8. I want to start from verse 29. Acts 8, 29. The Bible says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and join yourself to this chariot. Mm. That talks about what we're about to do next weekend, but that's not where I'm going. Go join yourself. Who said to Philip? The Spirit. Verse 30. And Philip ran thither. Blessed are those who respond to the Spirit of God quickly. The Lord said, Go join. He did not even go around. Just like God spoke to Abraham, He said, I want your only son, Isaac, to be sacrificed. The Bible says, Abraham woke up early. Some people obey God eventually, but it takes them time. They struggle. When it comes to maybe like giving or even talking to somebody, they struggle, 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 and finally they, they talk. But learn from men. Who, Philip ran. God didn't tell him to run. He ran because he was so anxious to deliver what, the message God has given him. God said to Abraham, sacrifice Isaac, something not convenient, not palatable at all. Yet Abraham woke up early. He did not even tell Eve. Uh, he did not tell Sarah. Early in the morning. If you want to obey God, obey him on time. So Philip ran and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. That is Isaiah. Isaiah. That's the New Testament spelling of Isaiah or in the language. You know, Old Testament of the Bible was written in Hebrew language and New Testament Greek language. So if Jesus were to come in Old Testament, his name would be Joshua. And if Joshua that brought them to the promised land were to come in New Testament, his name would be Jesus. They are both Yehoshua, the same name. One for Hebrew, one for Greek. So Philip ran to Isaiah, Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? The answer is interesting. Verse 31. And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired that Philip will come and sit with him. How many people are reading scripts about their life and they don't understand, yet they are reading it? This guy brought out a book and was reading. And it happened to be that he was reading Isaiah 53. He was wounded for a transgression and he did not understand what he was reading. But the Lord saw the honesty of his heart and the spirit told Philip to join himself to the chariot. And Philip said, excuse me, sir, I see that you are reading something. Do you know what you are reading? And he said, how can I know except somebody guides me? You will not understand the script of your life if you are not guided. But then who guides us? And that's what I'm talking about, Holy Spirit, this morning. A part of him. Who guides us? He said, except somebody. Because you will not always see Philip. But this man was not baptized in the Holy Ghost. He was not even saved yet. So God had no choice but to send Philip to him. And look at verse 32. Philip began with the same scripture. The place where he was reading was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. That's Isaiah 53. 
the scripture that talks about the suffering of Christ. And he didn't understand what he was reading. The meaning of what he was reading was that Jesus already paid for all his sins. But he needed a man to interpret. Verse 33. In just uh, verse 34. And Enoch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet of this? Of himself? Or is Isaiah talking about or talking about somebody else? And Philip took advantage of that and began at the same scripture and preached Christ to him. Can I have your seat? God bless you. This was the Enoch through way the gospel came to Africa. Can you imagine? Look at how many of us are here. Look at how many people are in other churches. As a result of the conversation between Philip and this man. Because this was the Ethiopia Enoch, and Ethiopia is in Africa, that went to worship in Jerusalem and was returning. Maybe he picked a copy of this book in Jerusalem, but he did not understand the meaning. He sat in his chariots and he stopped somewhere on the road because he so much loved what he was reading, but he did not understand. And the Spirit of God, who is the interpreter, told Philip, Hey, the angel first spoke to Philip that there is a way going to deserts. Oh God. The things of God, sometimes they don't make sense. If you start from the beginning, the Bible says the angel told Philip that go towards Gaza. And Philip was going towards Gaza. The Bible records in bracket that was a way to the wilderness. Philip just finished demonstrating the power of God in Samaria. And God told him that now leave town and go to wilderness. He would have been like, sorry, I just led 10,000 people to Christ. There is revival going on in the city. Why am I going to wilderness where there was nobody? But you see, even if you look through carnal eyes, it will look like the Bible says Philip got to Samaria, evil spirits were jumping out of people. It will look like, Lord, why should I leave this? Even if you want me to minister to one man, what is one man compared to revival going on in town? But God knew that that one man was the key to Africa. Now, see how many Christians are in Africa now. Because this journey of life, if you have no interpreter, you are in trouble. Now, what I want to share with us this morning, the Holy Ghost is the main interpreter. Scriptures were written by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the part of God. When I say Holy Ghost, I mean they use the word ghost because of spirits. That is, God himself, Papa God or the Almighty God, does not leave his throne to do anything. If God wants to appear to a man, if God wants to move this pulpit, he sits on his throne, he does not move. That person of God that comes out and does something is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. So, Jesus said it this way. And this is what we want to start from. And I said something first. I'm going to consider two people, Solomon and Anna. But look at John 16. Let's start from verse 7. And I, I started with this on Wednesday. Remember some of the things I said. The most powerful prayer you can pray at times are the ones that the spirit inspires you might want to watch tv you might want to eat and the holy spirit can just tell you to start praying the cac man that sang a song a prophetic song about the future of nigeria many years ago now many people say a lot of nonsense that you should not listen to there are many prophets now now we we will see more in 2023 uh, 2022 just about the election time, prophecy will be all over Facebook. And some Christians listen to that and, you know, 
the day you deliver yourself from somebody saying an angel came to me and he said, Oh, so supposed to be president, this is what will happen. Now we have oh, God has rejected some men of God, he has raising some new people, and all those things are important. And some Christians allow this. Any prophecy that is not consistent with the word of God, just drop it. You know, people don't even know that the Bible tells you to judge prophecy. First Corinthians 4, Paul said, Let someone prophesy. He said, Let three, three people judge. Where what the person is saying. There are prophecies I play on my face when they suggest that this is just rubbish. And this is not the Spirit of God. In some cases, something spoke to them, but not God. <laughs> Even a prophet genuinely called of God can erroneously give out a prophecy. That's why the Bible says there should be judges. Never accept anything until you judge it. Judge it very well. Look it. Look, look through it with the word of God. And in some cases, some are even a part might be correct. Some parts might not be correct. But once you come to Christians and you say, that was what, you know, one of my friends in UI then thought that I was, even though I was a president, but she, of the fellowship, she was not a fellow, but I was president of the fellowship. She, she felt I wasn't a serious Christian, or I wasn't serious at that moment, the way I responded to her. When that book came out that they saw Pastor Mbodukoya in hell, that somebody took somebody to hell. And so I read you. I said, so what led her to hell? Lo? He said she was wearing mini skirt. I said, the person, either the person or the angel that showed him, one of them must be confused. I said, because I had the privilege of hosting her when I was in final year in UI. And then the year I went to staff, she prayed for me in Abelkuta. I said, this woman has kept to almost be touching the, uh, her shoes. She was in IVC or UI, and she was used to wearing long skirt. Pastor Ibo would not even allow anybody to follow her wearing short skirt. But the angel told the man that she was wearing mini skirt that led her to hell. I said, that angel is confused. When we get to heaven, I need to cane him. If the vision were to be true. I said, forget about this nonsense. I said, this guy saw nothing. And the girl was... They took that book to a particular uh, uh, camp where some Christians gathered and they all bought the book. The guy made money. The book irritated me. I just said, this is nonsense. Years after they found that the guy was not even a Christian. He built a factory around Ota and he printed this book, just fabrications of his art, and over 500,000 Christians bought. The guy smiled to bank on the ignorance of Christians. There was one that went, I said, one young girl said that they saw Pastor Queen, Pastor Deboe in hell. All these stupid and silly prophecies. I said, boy, sit down with, ah! Mm. Who then can be saved? Any prophecy that overthrows your faith, that makes you become afraid, that what can we do? So nobody forget about it. It's not from the Bible. And I saw at the gate of heaven, and the angel stood, and he, all I was saying was, depart, 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 depart. After five million, depart. One proceed. Then seven million, depart. But the book of Revelation says that round about the throne were multitude that could not be numbered. With palm in their hand. Where do they come from? <sighs> I would rather go with the Bible than with any man. Because I know the Bible, but I don't know you. You might have just eaten a bowl of yam. That's where your prophecy is coming from. <laughs> but the word of God remains forever. Just wait till next year and see how many voices will come about, about Nigeria. Everyone will start talking. Hallelujah. <laughs> you will do well to just detach yourself from all those things. Anyway, oh God. Jesus said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Ah, if I don't go, the comforter will not come. 
Now remember, Jesus was talking. Ah, my time is jumping. Jesus was talking to men who would ask him questions and he would answer. They saw a man that was born blind, John chapter 9. And they said to Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parent? And interpreted the situation. He said, neither this man nor his parent. All he needs is the work of God and healed the man. They were casting money and Jesus interpreted that the woman that put the least, she gave the greatest. She was, he was available at all times to stop the storm. Then one day he shocked them and he said, you know what? It is better for me to go because all you have enjoyed of me is less than God's original plan. I can't live inside you. I can't be everywhere at the same time because he was in the flesh then. He said, but when the only ghost shall come. Glory to God. He said, I will send in verse 8. And when he's come, he will reprove the word. Go down to verse 11. Of sin, of righteousness, of judgment, verse 12. I have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. I'll be it when he, the spirit of truth... That's a powerful name. The spirit of truth. And that word truth is what I want to do along within the next 10 minutes or so. And that will be true. When he's come, he will guide you into all truth. Say that word together. He will not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that he will speak. He will show you things to come. By the time we are true, some of you will know what will happen in Nigeria in 10 years' time, and you will position yourself. I believe the people, there are people listening to me. The Lord will show you a business that is not now, but that will be raining then. If you can see ahead, you can live ahead of other people. Can you, are you, are you with me, please? I need us to be alive this morning. So the Bible said that the Spirit of God will show you things to come. Things to come. By the Spirit, I saw when we're trusting God for the fruit of an all hope seemed lost. I saw a girl and I saw a boy. He will show you things to come. And when it is revealed, it's just a matter of time. You are going to get it. He will show you things to come. Now, it's called the spirit of truth. This is where I want to bring in the two guys I want to talk about. There is a truth or there is the truth about every matter. Now, when Romans 8, 26 says, we know not what we should pray for, but the Spirit helps us. Wow! This makes it impossible to live without the Holy Ghost. We know not what we should pray for. Now, the Bible did not say we know not how to pray. If you understand the teachings of the Bible, you will know there is a prayer of intercession. There is a prayer of supplication. There's a prayer of binding and loosing. There's what the Bible calls the prayer of faith. That we pray over the sick. There is a prayer of petition. There is a prayer of thanksgiving. We know how to pray. We know how to say, Father, thank you. We know that when it comes to prayer of faith, we pray once. We know all the rules guiding all the prayer points. But we do not know what to pray. Now, that what is important. You see, one of the reasons... Why we pray about the same thing for a long time and it looks as if there is no answer is that the truth about that matter is yet to be revealed to you. 
so i said i was going to talk to me about solomon have you read in first king chapter 3 solomon said some things and in verse 10 the bible says the speech that solomon made pleased the lord i wonder i said to myself so i might have been praying many times and what you are saying is still not pleasing god he wants to give you that thing but you have not struck the point the second example is anna and maybe we dig a little into this these two guys the same thing anna i believe the day god answered anna was not the first time she prayed about the child because she had the rival penina who was always frustrating her anna must have said before lord answer me so i can show penina god said no that's not the quote can the spirit guide you that tonight what you have been praying for whatever lord help me with this that and it's like that that is the experience of many christians i see you are always meeting a brick wall when you pray sometimes if you want to be honest you've lost confidence in prayer because almost everything you pray about they never have that's why you always have plan b you pray because you have been religiously taught to pray so landlord says you are one week you pray but as long as you finish praying you also talk to friends because you are used to god not answering your prayer but because you respect god you don't want to tell the truth <laughs> yes, sir. A pastor tells that if you talk now, he will kill you. So you know, you know that's that's part of God. You know, so you don't want to talk. But your life, if you if you were to be honest, you would tell God, as, Lord, let me be honest with you. Everything I body, the things I scheme and struggle, I got. But the one I ask you to do is like something is missing. And those who are watching, that's the experience of many people. But they fear God, so they don't want to tell the truth. Is God good? God is good all the time. But when I pray, does he answer? Someone inside you, you, you. <laughs> it shall guide you into all truth. The, ah, you know, you've read in the Bible, Caiaphas, when he wanted to crucify Jesus, he said that don't you know one man must die for the whole nation not to perish? And the Bible says he did not say this of his own accord. But that being the high priest, the spirit of God spoke through him. Now, Caiaphas was not born. If I was about to kill Jesus, just stood before him. But they just found him. The same Jesus he called an imposter. But Caiaphas just made a statement suddenly. He said, all of you don't know anything. One man must die for all of us not to perish. The people must have been like, but the one man you are about to sentence him to, you are about to beat him, he said something contrary to what he believed. He never believed in Jesus, but he prophesied that Jesus, and the Bible says he did not say that of himself. He spoke by the Spirit. You know what? That's what you call positional unction. He was not a Christian, but because he occupied a religious position, God used his mouth to speak. We will get to that one day. For Jesus to be able to be, to quali to be, to be qualified to save the entire world, all ants must be against him. Pilate represented the Romans. Caiaphas represented the Jews. So that is why he has broken down the middle wall of partition. On the cross, he reconciles both the Jews, Abraham's people, and the Gentiles, the rest of us. Jesus, in one cross, joined the whole body together. So to kill him, both Jews and Gentiles must kill him. So Caiaphas alone wouldn't have done it. Otherwise, he would be savior of the Jews, not of the Gentiles. Pilate said, I find no fault with this man. Three times he washed his hand, but he must sentence him. Because he must be the savior of the old world. 
And when you read New Testament, you always see that term, Jews and Gentiles. So Jesus saved all of them together. But that's not for Are you following me? So, Caiaphas spoke. The Holy Spirit just gave him the unction of the moment. And he said the truth within a minute. What do we get from this? So when I want to pray, what was the truth behind Anna's, being barren, Anna's barrenness? Anna was looking for a child. God was looking for a priest that will replace Ophni and Phineas who were stealing offering and sleeping with women in the church. And if there's any minister doing of course, this is the same end with Ophni and Phineas. They both died in one day. So God was looking for a replacement. And it was Anna that God chose. But Anna must understand the kind of child sometimes more than the oil company want to work God wants you to work there more but there is a truth to your working there in other words in the light of God in the light of his presence you are going to work there because there is a reason on God's part why you should be there but you don't know that reason you only know your desire to be there I get what I'm saying so he set up Solomon, sir, for the sake of his people. Solomon experienced what Caiaphas experienced. God appeared to him and said, what do you want? This thing just came out of his mouth. He said that wisdom. And God said, "Ah, uh-uh, you did not ask for prosperity. You did not ask for long life. You did not ask for riches. He said, you know what? Number one, wisdom you now have. But the other things you did not even ask for, I will give you more than any other person. But in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 10, look at verse 10. Bible says, The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked for this thing. I want to say to everybody, Can you want to pray tomorrow? And what comes out of your mouth pleases God. This can only happen by the Holy Spirit. Why? We know not what to pray. Should I pray to leave this office where they are giving me trouble? Or God is in it. We don't know what to pray. If you are into deliverance, you start cursing everybody in your office. Lord, kick them out. Lock them in. Transfer them. And when they transfer them, the new ones coming are more terrible. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think they took that song first. Can you play the song? You know the song I'm talking about? Let the Holy Spirit tell you. <laughs> Someone has told <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. How did Anna get there that day? That she just said, if you give me son, I will give him to you. At that point, Eli just came. First of all, said you are drunk. Say, I'm not drunk, sir. And Eli said that your request is granted. The next time she was already pregnant. What never happened for many years? I'm looking at everybody here and those who are watching me. Have I been breaking through the wall of Lord? It's time to my Lord. This one I want. How can what has not happened for years suddenly happen in this October? We know not what to pray. There are two things that this will lead to, which I said for service. 
begin to pay attention to when the Spirit of God initiates prayer. It has happened to many of us here, and you turned it away. When you want to watch TV, you want to do, you want to go out, and the Spirit says, "I want you to pray." This CAC guy I was talking about many years ago. Ni Adidoku, my name, who sang his song, gave the history of Nigeria from the and it was the time of IBB, and told that it was his neighbor, someone, someone from his area that will become the next president, someone from the north. When I went over to Shoneko, I knew that it wouldn't last because this guy gave accurately. He said he was just tired and wanted to eat, and he heard a loud voice. The Spirit of God told him, "Don't eat that food for the next seven days. Don't eat." When the Lord tells you that supernaturally, your stomach will be filled. Because God doesn't punish anybody. But he might not even say fast person. He might just say, son, for the next one hour, get into your room and start praying. Many Christians have not been trained to respond to that. We respond to the one, the schedule we create by ourselves. And when the Holy Spirit creates a time and you don't follow it, when you to create your time, it will not follow. Have you experienced that many times? So now you want to pray. That's very important. The second to read, or even the first one, because it will lead to this first one. I say, I will say, I'll call this one first, I'll call that one second, is to pray a lot in the language of the Holy Spirit. It will cause the unction of the moment to start coming out of your mouth. At times, it is something else you want to say. It is this that comes out of your mouth. It happens a lot to those who pray a lot in the Spirit. You kneel down to pray. It sort of rises from inside that don't even pray about it. And the Spirit of God tells to pray about something else. This is how to have victories upon victories, repeatedly. Because this thing is of the Spirit. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost without measure. So he was able to do all those things that he did. I am saying, life will remain like that enough. You are reading it, but you don't understand except you are guided. And the one who guides you lives inside you. That's why you don't need any prophet. The one who guides you lives inside you. But the protocols of the spirit must be obeyed. I told you last week, many of you have never been quiet enough. Your mind has never kept quiet to hear your hearts. And Lagos and 21st century, they are designed to make your mind loud and your heart silent. The real issues of your life are in your heart. The king himself dwells in your heart, not in your mind. But your mind can be so loud that you are 40 years old. You are 30 years old. You have never listened to your heart one time. It's your mind. What you read, a cause that is lucrative, that's what you went to school for. Everything is about your mind. Your mind is so loud. Yet your heart wants to tell you exactly what God created you for. But you have never been quiet once to hear. I told them on Wednesday, two parts of prayer. One is very easy if you are disciplined. The other one, it takes spiritual discipline. When you want to pray, there are two concepts. Quietness and stillness. They are not the same thing. Quietness is on the external. When you switch off your phone, when you switch off the TV, switch off the lights, and move away from people alone to pray, you will have a quiet environment. But stillness is of the soul. You can switch off the light, switch off TV, switch off everything. And your mind will still be talking. Has it happened to you before? But the Bible didn't say, be quiet and know I am God. The Bible said, be still. And I told you, you can also say, be still and know God's plan for your life. It is that stillness that you need 
for the spirit of God to speak to because the Holy Ghost stays inside your spirit. There are many things your spirit man knows, but your mind does not know. About your life and about everything around you, your mind does not know. And there are certain aspects of your life, there is no pastor or prophet that can interpret them to you. It's, a matter, it's just a matter between you and your maker. So only the Holy Spirit alone can, no pastor, nobody. They can help you with some, but when it comes to some, your real, real stuff, only God can. And he made this so. So nobody, a pastor is a man of God, but it's not the God of men. So God will make you so that so nobody will play God in your life. It's just between you. That was what happened to Jacob. So he separated from his family and an angel showed up when he was left alone. Have you been left alone before? Not physically. Can you become so quiet that even your soul becomes so still so that you are alone and you can have a divinely granted revelation? Not only seeing a vision or anything, but to hear something you've never... Be honest. Have you experienced this before? Then what somebody did, one thing that you discussed some years ago, you cannot begin to remember your secondary school friend. This soul is so stubborn. He doesn't want to be still. Then you remember, you switch on your phone, but you remember that now there's a deadline or something that you should have done. Oh, oh my husband will soon come and I've not cooked dinner. Your soul will start because your soul doesn't like to be still. When he's still, he loses control. Your spirit gains control. And power is in your spirit, not in your... Are you with me? But I tell you the truth. If while on that bed or in that room, quietly, if you pray in tongues long enough, after a while, your soul will shut up. This is also why we worship. Worship also has a way of bringing that, causing that stillness in your soul. Yes. At the beginning, it might be taking you a lot of struggle and a lot of time. But if you persist, after a while, anytime you want to pray and you want to keep quiet, your soul will keep quiet also. Because this soul can be controlled. Then the Holy Spirit will start showing you things. Everybody here today, spend a lot of time praying in tongues. And spend at least a part of the day, even if it's 30 minutes, keeping quiet. If your soul is talking, meditate on the word of God. Open scriptures, read it, mutter it silently to yourself. It has the power to calm down your soul. And revelations will start coming. Don't get into November, December, don't get 2022 without a personal revelation of what God wants to do in your life. All of a sudden, you are free from opinions of men because you can see the lights. No matter what they are saying about Nigeria, you know what you are going to do and what God has told you to do. You might not discuss it with anybody, which I have told you. Keep your plans. Don't prematurely announce anything. You can abort a divine purpose by talking. And so many people talk too much. Let me tell you something. Don't show people some blessings and things you have, except that you have actually checked them very well. You might have a few people in your life who truly love, genuinely love and believe in you. They do. But majority of people are not like that. When you announce to some people good things happening to you, they are angry. And vibes are powerful. If you have five friends and negative vibes are coming from all of them towards something you are doing, that vibe is a spirit to destroy what you are doing. It's true. Many people don't know how powerful man is. 
we while we talk about this have you read the book of jude before so when moses died angel michael came to take his body and satan appeared michael couldn't fight he just said the lord rebuke you because satan so jude was talking about it that michael would not even challenge lucifer why as at that time lucifer had higher authority why the story of moses happened before the coming of jesus christ <clears throat> when satan took over in the garden of eden what he took from adam was adamic power god never created angels in his own image and likeness so this is the order god man angels but when adam fell lucifer rose to the level of adamic authority with that adamic authority michael knew that i can't fight this guy so he called god to the question the lord rebuked you satan michael was with his sword but he wouldn't engage satan because adamic power is stronger than angelic power why michael will be able to deal with satan at the end of the day is because now jesus has died he has regained adamic power adamic power is with all of us seated there today But a part of it is still with unbeliever. That's why a person can become president and say that no preaching in this country again. And there's nothing the angels can do about it. It will take some other people with a damn power Christian there who will start praying. God can either remove the person or something. Then the process will, will start all over again. God will put somebody who will now say, okay, people can preach. A damn power is strong. It is true. You know, I told somebody before, if you are where God wants you to be working under somebody, let's say the person in Diabolica, because God wants you to be there, you are sanctified. In fact, your presence sanctifies the office. But if God doesn't want you to be there, what they are doing in the office can begin to affect you. Because with every ritual they do, they bring in demons. And it can affect you. But if God wants you to be there, let them do rituals every day. Daniel was in Babylon successfully. So. Greater is it that is in us. So, so sometimes Christians can walk under anybody. Just be sure God is. If God is leading you, it doesn't matter what the person is doing up there, it does not affect you. There is a covering over you that cannot be broken. Because you operate eternal blood covenants. And there is no other covenant stronger than that covenant. Hallelujah. Isn't it a beautiful thing to be a Christian? Maybe somebody is watching me today and you are not born again. It's a simple thing. If you don't think you are born again, you are not born again. If there is a doubt in your heart, because there is an assurance of salvation. Yes, if that assurance is not there, all you need to do is to come out one day and go back to yourself with that assurance being there. You know, many people go to church every now and then, but the assurance is not there. You are not going to go to hell because you've done something wrong. You are going to go because there is no faith in you that you are born again. What a terrible thing. I would rather remain on the other side and do all the wicked things than to be good, but I am not sure I am exactly saved. If you are hearing me this morning, I don't make altar call every Sunday, but I'm going to do that this morning. I didn't plan to, but I have reached a crescendo in this morning where I have to do this. If you are hearing me, watching me, or you are hearing me, you are seated here, you are not 100% sure that you are born again. All you need to do is to come out now. We pray to you that you are going to go back to your seat by the word of the Lord with absolute assurance that should the trumpet sound now, wherever I am, we are home. Hallelujah. So we are not among the Christians when thunder is blasting in the night, we are afraid. When some Christians hear a message on rapture, they start shivering. There's a problem. When they want to take you home, after work, you want to go to your house, and you are afraid of going home. Your wife must either be Jezebel or your husband must be Herod. One of the two. Not to want to go home. 
And there are people like that. When I was here, we had a lecturer like that. After lecture, we would stay in staff club and drink till night. Because his wife, she was a tiger or tigress or whatever. Oh, God. We had an encounter with her one day. We all understood why the husband would stay. He wait till he just go home to go and sleep. And very early in the morning, we'll leave the house. How there is no woman near him, you are making your home hot for your husband. Very hot. There are women that are just stubborn. And there are men that are very wicked. What is wrong with the two of you? Especially if you are Christians. Fight, 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 fight. Invite family to settle. You fight, 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 fight. Why? Since the last time I checked, up till now, there is no reward for fighting. Nobody credits your account as the winner of the fight. And the fight that say Tyson Fury won yesterday. He's going to win some million. That's the kind of fight I like. At least if you are fighting, fight for a reason. But all you do is just to fight nothing. Nothing. Revelations are coming to you. This week, the Lord will speak to you. He will make some matters known to you. If you want to have an assurance of salvation, I want you to walk up to me at the front here. Let's pray. Let's do that in a minute or two. And then I'll pray for the whole congregation. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus paid. Jesus paid with his blood. Jesus paid with his blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Eshele mandala vakuria salamandala barito kobosele mondorobo. Lord, let a new thing begin in the life of these people today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you that are here, look at me. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's about faith in Jesus who died and rose again. The Bible says, through his blood, we have redemption, even forgiveness of sins. Colossians 2.14 or 1.14 and Ephesians 2.14 or 2.7. We have forgiveness of sins. What will happen to you now is that faith will come alive in your heart. And faith is produced by our, our affirmation with our mouth of what we believe. Now say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and rose again that you paid for all my sins everything you are paid for i ask you come into my heart today i confess that you are the lord of my life i give this whole life to you i i accept your sacrifice i accept your finished works i accept the salvation that you paid for with your blood and I declare today, lift up your two hands upon my confession. See, after I'm upon my confession, that you are the Lord of my life. I'm a new creation right now. I'm born again. All things are passed away. All things are new. Now I'm sure I'm saved because of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. Just follow the sister, the brother over there. They will speak with you briefly and you join us. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. The glory of the Lord will rest on you. 
I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Whatever you have been praying for for a long time, and there has not been any significant improvement, light will shine this week. You will know what to do. You will know what the Lord is saying. You will know the steps to take. I pray for the spirit of revelation to be activated in you. In the name of Jesus, that your eyes of understanding be flooded with light. That you see clearly from the perspective of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a very loud amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.